Hi there, folks. Welcome to the program. This is Stinchfield, the podcast brought to you, of course, by Midas Gold Group. These are veterans. These are guys I trust. If you're considering putting some money into precious metals, which you should be right now during this time of chaos, I urge you to go visit my friends over at Midas Gold Group. MidasGoldGroup.com, 855-322-GOLD, 855-322-GOLD, MidasGoldGroup.com. All right, folks. Uh, Look, I want to talk about what's going on in New York City. It is Democrat hypocrisy exposed. They now have what they describe as a migrant crisis, an illegal alien crisis in New York City. Go figure. Uh, Apparently, they're getting like 2,000 migrants a week coming into New York City. That's a city with how many millions of people? Compare that to Texas, where we're getting 10,000 a day or more. And yet they're complaining that they cannot handle it. The people of New York City now speaking out against this. This is really putting the spotlight on Joe Biden and these open border policies. I think in the end, it may turn out to be a good thing. Uh, We'll talk about that. We'll show you Joe Biden's uh, response to all of this. And then election fraud. Yes, I said it. Voter fraud. Yes, I said it. The mail-in ballot scheme. I want to go back to a speech that my friend, the Attorney General of, uh, of Texas, gave, Ken Paxton, on election fraud in Texas, what he has witnessed. Now, the speech is from May, and go figure, shortly after this speech, they impeached the man. He's now waiting to go on trial for his impeachment. It's a sham trial, but I want to play these very important words that Ken Paxton was talking about when it comes to voter fraud and election fraud because we better have it fixed by 2024. And right now, even in the state of Texas, I do not think that we have it fixed. So with that, let's get this show started. Uncensored and unapologetic. This is Stenchfield. Here's your host, Grant Stenchfield. Hey, folks, a quick word. If you like the shirt that I'm wearing, uh, you can see it here. Join or die, and it's got the Don't Tread on Me snake on it. Uh, Just go to defender-gear.com forward slash grant. Uh, They've got all of these great shirts, and I'm so grateful for them uh, outfitting me with these great shirts. And, of course, don't forget my website, grantstinchfield.com. Grantstinchfield.com. Please subscribe to the podcast there. All the links are there, and spread it if you can. All right, I want to talk about immigration. Uh, We know that the southern border is overrun. We know that they're playing uh, mathematical games with the number of so-called migrants coming into the country. They're now basically legalizing all of these migrants using this Customs and Border Patrol app, the CBP app, sending them in through ports of entry, letting them register right there. So now it doesn't go as an illegal encounter it's being listed now as a as a lawful entry. So yes, Border Patrol will tell you that encounters are down, but they're not. They're hugely up and we're legalizing the illegals who are coming into the United States. Not good. What's happening now? Texas, Arizona being overrun with the illegals. Uh, Governor Abbott is sending many to uh, New York. Now, here's the other issue. Many of these migrants are choosing to go to New York City on their own. It's not just Governor Abbott that's sending them there. These migrants are choosing to go to New York City. Why? Because it is a sanctuary city. We know that New York City is overrun with liberals. All of it 
and all of their policies are about these feel-good ideals that, well, we don't want to send anybody to prison. And we want to make a sanctuary city because if you're struggling in your home country, we want you to feel safe coming here. And we want to help you and all of these things. Well, it turns out now New Yorkers are fed up with their city overrun. The parks are overrun as well with this. Just listen to some of these New Yorkers that I'm sure probably voted for Joe Biden as they talk about these 10 cities uh, in the parks that are supposed to be used for kids to play baseball and soccer in. Here's some uh, New Yorkers. This whole thing is only going to is going to snowball uh, because the schools are going to open in about two weeks. All right. And we're totally unprepared to handle that. You look behind us. There's a park. There's a YMCA there. We have a charter school behind us, a preschool on the side. There's concern for students as well as the elderly. We have a SNAP center here. SNAP center gets funded by how many people they serve. The senior citizens are going to be intimidated and afraid of the individuals. Signs read, Americans over migrants. How's our vets in no tent city at Creedmoor among hundreds of others? As time went by, the protests grew louder and louder. Why are you here? I'm here because uh, this is outrageous. They have put in non-American before American. We need to take care of America first. Protesters made their way across the street to where construction has already begun for the tent city to house 1,000 single male migrants. It's a Washington issue. We can't deal with this in all the boroughs. So they're building a tent city in New York City to house 1,000 migrants. That's only going to handle a portion of it. They've already destroyed all the hotel rooms. We, we know that they put them up in hotels. The hotel owners have complained. Our hotel rooms are destroyed. Now, there are hundreds of people out there protesting. And who do you think those people are in New York City? You think those are hundreds of conservatives that are anti-migrant, racist conservatives that are speaking out against the evil Trump administration that wants to just shut the border down all the way. And they're so supportive of the Biden administration. No, come on. This is liberals that are supportive of the Biden administration that despised President Trump when he wanted to build a wall along the southern border that would have prevented all of this from happening. But Joe Biden opens up our southern border and now it comes home to roost. The old not in my backyard situation takes root here. So, again, New York City feeling the brunt of it. Now, to me, what is so funny is Eric Adams' response to this. Eric Adams is the Democrat mayor of New York. What do you think his response is to all of this? It was uh, yesterday you said uh, you're on pace to spend $5 billion on migrant care in this fiscal year. To, to give people some perspective, that is more than the city uh, spends on sanitation, parks, and the fire department combined. So you're asking for money here. Do I have that right? Uh, a combination, more than money, because the faucet is uh, flowing. We have to stop the faucet. We have to make sure we have a real decompression strategy at the border. And we have to... Wait a second. Did he just say he wants a decompression strategy at the border? Now, last I checked, uh, Democrats were all for open borders. Until what? It affects your city? See, the Northeast had been widely unaffected by the migrant crisis, if that's what you want to call it, by the flood of illegals into this country, where we in Texas have been experiencing this for decades. 
even when we got tough on the border crisis with President Trump, we still had a huge problem at the border. They still were coming across in areas that were not protected. It was a constant struggle and battle. Texas, Arizona has been experiencing this far greater uh, uh, devastation than what we're seeing in New York. And now Mayor Adams says we need to toughen up at the border. You got to be kidding me, man. The hypocrisy of all of this. Folks, I hope you're waking up. If you're a liberal out there and listening to this show just to torture yourself, uh, I hope you're waking up when you see this stuff because now it is affecting all of you. I'm going to get back to what Mayor Adams was saying there in just a moment. But, folks, I want you to take a look at my shirt if you're watching on Rumble. If you're not watching on Rumble and you're just listening, um, I got the Don't Tread on Me snake. Join or die. Uh, And that's about freedom. And that's what Defender-Gear is all about. Defender-Gear. I'm so grateful for them uh, supporting this podcast. And, uh, of course, my wardrobe uh, on on this podcast as I wear their T-shirts. This is about liberty. This is about freedom. This is about a movement that you wear these shirts. You're saying, you know what? I'm with freedom. I'm on the side of our founding fathers. I am not backing down. I am being bold. I am telling the world that I'm on board with the idea of taking America back and making it great again. Yes, defender-gear.com forward slash grant. Use the promo code grant15 for 15% off of your order. Defender-gear.com forward slash grant. Use promo code grant 15 for 15% off. I love these shirts, folks. I'm telling you, I've got about 12 of them now, and that even haven't even dipped into the whole stock that they have at defender-gear.com. Uh, but I love every single one of these shirts. So I urge you, go to defender-gear.com forward slash grant. Get yourself one of these shirts, and uh, you will not regret it. All right, as we continue our talk about immigration, what is... Mayor Adams continues to say after he just says we got to get the border under control. I love it. Sure that we have real immigration reform because it's going to going to continue. It's not sustainable when you look at 10,000 a month. Uh, the math just doesn't, does not add up. 10,000 a month. This is what gets me. New York City has like, I don't know, what is it? Is it is it 16 million people, something like that? And they're worried about 10,000 a month. Texas is seeing upwards of 10,000 a day flood our borders. And he talks about immigration reform. Folks, I want to tell you something about immigration reform. That term alone is a scam of a term. What does it mean, immigration reform? It doesn't mean anything unless you shut the border down. You can have, you can make every solution you want, but as long as the border is still open, the solutions will be null and void because each day you get more illegals coming in. You can't give amnesty to one group and then say no more amnesty and have a have an open border. Not that I want to give amnesty. I don't. But the Democrats talk about this. You have an open border. Next group comes in. Well, then what do you got to give amnesty again? You, you, you cannot create any kind of immigration reform without a secure border. And when you think about what we've done with Ukraine, sending over $100 billion, if we took half of that money, we would have the wall totally built, probably twofold, across the southern border for half of what we spent in Ukraine. And we're more concerned about their borders than we are concerned about ours. 
That's the shame of it all, really. Now, um, the hypocrisy of those in New York City. Uh, you know, you see these protesters out there. We've got to stop the the migrants from coming here. It's hurting our kids in school. It's taking our resources. It's draining our our services, as Mayor Eric Adams of New York says. We need more money. We need them to secure all. It's all hypocrisy, because. Uh, I saw an Instagram video. I'm going to play it for you here in a, in a second. Uh, this is overseas, where, by the way, they uh, are, are a few years ahead of us with open borders and what it means, just devastating to Europe. But uh, this gentleman went around and talked to the people that were that were out there supporting the migrants moving into the city. And he says, hey, well, would you take them in? And literally with this one question of, of, all right, you are welcoming the migrants to our city, but would you welcome them into your home? He exposed the hypocrisy that we're seeing in New York City here at home. It's worth playing some of this. Take a listen. Just wondering if you'd like to go down on a list saying you're willing to take the refugees into your home. Of course not. Uh, only problem is I rent. Just because you've got that refugee's welcome here, yeah. I'm just wondering if you'd like to go on a list of people that's willing to actually uh, adopt a refugee and take them into your home? Well, if I had any space, I if would. If you had but any yeah, space. It would, wouldn't be... Right. An- willing to accept a refugee, like adopt one into your home? Um, I live in a rental place, so I can't... Rental? Yeah, yeah. You can't do it? Yeah, yeah. Someone else's job? Yeah. Yeah, all right. Thank you. Is she willing to adopt a refugee and take them into your home? No, I'm sorry, I can't. You can't, I can't take I can't, one? I don't have... I don't have... I don't, don't, have, I don't have a space. Don't have the space. I, I, you have a refugee stay at your house? Yeah, I don't mind. You go on the list? I don't mind, yeah, I can't take it. Give me the thing. Oh, wait, I can't because my house is only a little small. And Amazing. Then... That's what I was oh, waiting for. Thank you, darling. So this goes on and on. Hey, will you take the migrants in? They got pink hair, blue hair, purple hair, all a bunch of liberals here. I, I, I take it this is uh, in, in Great Britain someplace by the accents. And... They're not taking in any of these migrants. Not one person says they would take it in. The one person that says I would, she says, oh, no, wait a second, I can't. I don't have enough space. Well, put your money where your mouth is. Put your home where your mouth is. Would you be willing to have a refugee in your home? Uh, yes, if I had room. If you had room, it's funny, that. Yeah. Love, will you go on my list of people that's willing to adopt a refugee? No, thank you. No, thank you. Excuse me, would you be willing to adopt a refugee into your home? Uh, no. No. Would you adopt a refugee into your home? Uh, no, thank you. No? no? So where should we put them then? Sorry? Where should we put them? Sorry, sorry I probably missed Don't that. worry about it, don't worry about it. Would you be willing to go on the list of people that's willing to adopt a refugee into their home? Um, I'm in a tenant flat, one bed. So okay. Adopt a refugee? Um, I would be willing, yeah, if I had the space. If yeah. you had the space? Yeah. So where should we put them then? Where should we put them? Yeah. Uh, this is, uh... Yeah. Uh, where should we put them? Uh, I don't know where we should put them. Where should we put them? Not in my house because I don't have the space. Not in my house because I live in a one-bedroom flat. Not in my house because I live in a studio apartment. Not in my house because the landlord won't let me. Not in my house. Excuse after excuse after excuse after excuse. If you really care about these people so much, take them in. Oh, wait. You don't want an MS-13 gang member in your house? I mean, we can't guarantee they're not going to be an MS-13 gang member. Uh, what have you got a little four, five, or six-year-old girl? Uh, here in the United States, will you, will you let the uh, let the new migrant um, living in your house, you let them take them down to the border, maybe use them to get across the Rio Grande over and over and over again as a prop 
to allow another single male adult to come in posing as a father of this little girl. You okay with that? I mean, why not? This is, this is what you're saying. Oh, we have to feel so badly for them. See, this is where liberals get themselves in trouble because they go down this road of, oh, boy, well, we're just being compassionate. It's compassion for everybody. This is what this is about, compassion. It's not about compassion. It's about idiocy and not seeing the big picture. The bottom line is you have to see the big picture. So what does Joe Biden have to say about all of this? Uh, I'm going to play a clip from Joe Biden. You know, he goes on with the Weather Channel. That's his first interview in like seven months. He goes on with the Weather Channel. I'm sure these are going to be real tough questions. Well, they did ask them about the migrant crisis. And if you can believe it, they bring up climate change as related to all of this. Um, amazing to me that that's, that's the road that they want to go down. Um, but before we play you uh, Joe Biden, I want to uh, play you the folks over at Patriot Mobile. PatriotMobile.com forward slash grant 878-PATRIOT. That is the number, 878-PATRIOT. Uh, Patriot Mobile uh, now offers service with all three major networks. This means if you're with the big three and like the service but hate their values, guess what? You can choose which network you want to be on, which gets to their performance guarantee, which is what no other cell phone company can provide. This is why I love the folks at Patriot Mobile. PatriotMobile.com forward slash grant. Use the promo code grant for free activation. It is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider offering nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. So 100% U.S.-based customer service. Um, that's where I want you to go. PatriotMobile.com forward slash grant. They support the values we support. 878-PATRIOT. 878-PATRIOT. Again, use promo code GRANT. Get that free activation. And again, I use a Patriot Mobile phone, and I'm so happy that I do. All right, so folks, the question is, what does Joe Biden think about all of this. What does Joe Biden think about the crisis that is happening in city after city after city? Well, uh, this is Joe Biden on the Weather Channel of all places. Is it the responsibility of the U.S. to protect migrants who might be fleeing extreme weather in their countries? Look, I think the, the United States should do everything it can to help people who are in desperate need have no other means of help. And we've always done that. Do you hear what she first said? Uh, What do we do with migrants to escape extreme climate? I got to play it one more time. Is it the responsibility of the U.S. to protect migrants who might be fleeing extreme weather in their countries? Now, you're telling me the mainstream media isn't in the tank for the Biden administration, for the Democrats. This is the big question. That is it the responsibility of us to take in migrants who are fleeing extreme climate that's not what they're fleeing not one of these migrants will tell you oh it's too hot in guatemala oh it's too hot in brazil oh it's too hot in cuba oh it's too hot in nigeria oh it's too that's not why they're coming they're coming because their countries are shitholes that's why they're coming here many of them want a better life the other group that's coming here is coming here because america will provide a feeding ground for criminality 
They know that they can bring drugs here and profit off it. They know that they can bring children here, sex traffic them, and profit off it. They know they can bring women here and profit off them with the sex trafficking. Uh, They know that they can do all of these kinds of criminal activities. They know they can rob, loot, and steal. They can join the gangs that are run by the cartels that I believe are looting the high-end stores in California and other states, the Gucci stores, the YSL, East Saint Laurent, you name it. This is why they're coming here. Not coming here because of climate change. But this is what Joe Biden says. Look, I think the, the United States should do everything it can to help people who are in desperate need have no other means of help. And we've always done that. So should we? Should we do anything we can to help people in desperate need? Look, it's a noble and valiant ideal. But it isn't practical when we have problems that are so serious in this country that we can't even take care of ourselves. It is up to the home state nations to take care of their people, not the United States. We give a little help, fine. But we can't take in every refugee. You can't have open borders. We know what happens. Chaos ensues. It is not our, it is just who we are. We're the United States of America. And the idea to begrudge the ability to, for example, one of the things we're doing is we're providing for changing the environment, the the physical structures in the countries which they come from. Changing the physical structure of the countries which they come from? So now what are, what are we doing? We're, we're, are we instituting clean coal technology in El Salvador? Are we paying for that? And will that have any effect on the environment whatsoever if China doesn't change, if Russia doesn't change, if Brazil doesn't change, if Venezuela doesn't change? We're not going into those countries to help them. Not that I want to. So we're going to spend all of this money for a negligible effect on pollution, And ultimately the climate, which we have no idea whether or not man is responsible for the changing temperatures. We know that over the last 100 years, temperatures are going down. But the Biden administration picks and chooses that. So they don't have, so they have better lighting. They have more secure, uh, for example, you have all, so many lead pipes all across America and throughout the country. You have 440,000 schools you turn on the water fountain and you may have lead in the water. What does that have to do with climate change? And what does that have to do with illegals coming to the United States of America that we have lead pipes that are water coming out of? Uh, Leave that to the local communities to change out the lead pipes in their schools, not the federal government. That's a local community's responsibility, not the federal government's responsibility to make sure the local school is up to code and is safe for children. That's the city or town that you live in. That's their responsibility. But Joe Biden wants to take it all because he wants to spend, 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 spend because he knows there is power when you control the purse strings all the way down to the most local level. They want you on the take from the federal government. And and so, and thousands of people, we're replacing every single lead pipe in America. Really? Is that what we're doing? We're going to replace every single lead pipe in America? That's my responsibility now? Taxpayer dollars for that? I don't think so. That's the last thing that I want going on is my tax dollars replacing every lead pipe in America. I don't think he knows what he's talking about, quite frankly. I really, really don't. All right, folks. um, There is a new movie out. I don't know if you've uh, heard about it, but it is called... uh, 
It is called The Hill. Um, and The Hill is in theaters starting August 25th. Um, and I want you to think about this inspirational movie of the summer. Dennis Quaid stars in it. Briarcliff Entertainment's The Hill, as I said, in theaters August 25th. It is a true-life story of a professional player, Rocky Hill, growing up in a small-town Texas town. Young Ricky discovers his extraordinary ability for hitting a baseball. But with leg braces and degenerative spinal disease, the major leagues were just a dream that could never be. Courageously, he risks it all, defying his father's wish to follow in his footsteps to become a pastor. Ricky tries out for a major league scout, pushing hard to overcome his disability. He goes on to become a baseball phenomenon. It is a fabulous movie. You need to go see it. Some dreams are unbreakable. Uh, The Hill, starring Dennis Quaid, Colin Ford, and Glenn Starr. The true inspirational story about family, faith, and a baseball miracle. Don't miss The Hill. Rated PG in theaters Friday, August 25th. Get your tickets now. And I urge you uh, to go see this movie. Uh, Everything that I've heard about it is absolutely phenomenal, folks. All right. uh, I told you I wanted to talk to you about uh, election fraud. Uh, one of the things about election fraud is that mainstream media won't talk about it. Social media outlets won't let us air things on it. It's one of the reasons why I got totally deplatformed off of YouTube, which is so sad, but I'm grateful for Rumble for this platform as well. And, of course, the, uh, the uh, podcast outlets. Um, this is my friend Ken Paxton. He gave a speech back in May. After this speech... They impeached him. The Uniparty of Texas, the establishment, worked with uh, rhino Republicans, Republicans in name only, rhino Republicans and Democrats to impeach Ken Paxton. He's awaiting his trial, which should start this month. Uh, I am still hopeful that he will escape that unscathed. Um, But he gave this speech on election fraud in Texas, voter fraud in Texas. And I want to go through some of it because it's an important speech that the mainstream media ignored. This is him at the Heritage Foundation's Leadership Summit. This is uh, Attorney General of Texas, Ken Paxton. Uh, You can get censored. You can be criticized by the media. The the words are election fraud. And I'm just going to say them out loud because it's happening not just in my state but all over the country. And I only have a few minutes to talk about it. I could talk about it for a very long time, and uh, I don't think that would be productive. But I can tell really one quick story that will sum up the issues that we are struggling with as it relates to election fraud in my state and, I believe, across the country. So in Texas, we have very specific laws about how you can do mail-in ballots. And I can talk about voting machines, all kinds of different ways that election fraud occurs. But the one that I know happens very significantly, at least in my state, and I think across the country, is mail-in ballots. And our legislature passed, when I was in the Texas House, we passed a photo ID law. It's been very effective uh, because when you have to show up with a photo ID, it, it works pretty darn well as opposed to showing up with a utility bill. And it's interesting because the argument has been that, that, that that's discriminatory. Now, as we all know, to check into this hotel, you had to show a photo ID. To get here on a plane, you had to show a photo ID. Pretty much everything you do, and no one looks at it as discriminatory or illegitimate, except when you vote, for some reason, the argument is that's discriminatory, even though we all have to provide the same thing. It is their argument all the time. 
They constantly are claiming that somehow showing an ID to vote is discriminatory. I've gone out and I've asked people of color, Hispanics, blacks, Asians, do you have an ID? Do you know how to get an ID? They're offended when I ask this question. Of course they have a driver's license. Of course they have a state ID if they don't drive. Everybody does. It is rare that someone doesn't, and yet the left wants to tell you this is so discriminatory because somehow people of color just don't know how to get a state ID. It's ridiculous. The only reason you wouldn't want to show an ID to vote is if you were trying to commit fraud of some kind. Well, fortunately, in Texas, we passed it, and it it has been it's been over a decade. It's been very successful, and despite the claims that, that voter participation would go down, voter participation has gone up. Because people trust the system, they're more likely to go vote. It seems very reasonable, and it's actually worked very well. It works very well in states that require photo ID. If you do not have that in your state, you have a high risk of, of voter fraud. So in Texas, there are very specific, and I think this is true in other states. Now, I'm not talking about California or Oregon. I'm talking about states that actually care about election integrity, like Utah, Senator. Um, we require that you can only mail in ballot for certain reasons. You have to be disabled. You have to prove that you're out of town. You have to have um, over 65 or you are in prison, but you're not a felon. Only reasons you can do. Those are still pretty broad reasons for, for voting by mail. So when you vote by mail, and I want to explain this. Some of you might know this, but it's really important to understand this because the argument is you guys can't prove fraud. And guess what? The other side, because of the way they do this, is absolutely correct. Because when you typically mail out a mail-on ballot, you have, to, you have to request by application, you sign that mail-on ballot, say, I need this mail-on ballot because I'm over 65 or I'm going to be out of town, and you send it in and they send you a ballot. You, you vote, you stick your ballot into an envelope, you sign that envelope, and you send it back in, and they don't have a photo ID, but they can compare signatures. That's what they do. It's called signature verification. It is not ideal. It is not the most safe process, but it is something, and it it, it, it works okay. Well, what happened during COVID, and it happened in my state, and I want to tell you that story because it, I, think it, I, I think we were able to stop what other states didn't see or didn't try to stop. Well, they didn't try to stop it, the other states. Certainly in California, the mail-in ballot scheme was all by design. They sent a ballot to every single person on the voter rolls. I heard stories of people getting six, seven, eight ballots in their mailbox. You can do anything you want with those ballots. Mail them back in. Back in. They're all counted. There's no checks and balances to any of that stuff. So what did Texas do? We ended up having judges in about 12 different counties basically ignore our state law and say, no, because of COVID, we're not going to follow state law. And by the way, these were all very liberal counties. This was Travis County, which is Austin, Harris County, which is Houston, Bear County, which is San Antonio. They decided they would just mail out ballots to everyone. Well, that means in Harris County, we're talking about close to two and a half million ballots. In Travis County, over a million ballots. In Bear County, over a million ballots. Donald Trump won our state by 620,000 votes. And so we realized that we had a huge issue. We had 12 lawsuits, all in the worst counties, all with judges that were going to rule against us, including the Court of Appeals in each area. And all I could do was say, wow, what a genius strategy by whoever put this together, whether it was George Soros or somebody else, somebody thought this up because it was too well organized. And it was was a drain on our resources because we were having to fight in all of these different counties. 
And I had to go to my team, my legal team, very good. And by the way, the, the, the win wasn't 75% against uh, the federal government. It's more like 80. I just want to correct that. Um, so I have a very good legal team. And I said, look, we cannot lose a single case. We have 12 cases. If we lose one case, they win. I said, it's a genius strategy. We are in liberal courts where we're going to lose. We're in courts of appeals where we are going to lose. It doesn't matter what the law says. And if we lose, if we can't figure out how to win all of those cases, we're going to lose the state. And so we, we went after it. And we had to maneuver around our courts of appeals who were trying to hold up. Travis County was trying to hold up until the ballots got mailed out a decision on the merits of the case. And so if that happened, if the, if the ballots go out, the genie's out of the bottle and we lose. Game over. Texas legislature very likely turns Democrat. Some of the Supreme Court members, four of them were up. We lose four of the nine. We're in trouble. Do you see how this mail-in ballot scheme, when it goes through, the power it had to change the face of politics, even in a state like Texas? What the attorney general is saying there, Ken Paxton of Texas, is saying that if these ballots went out, these mail-in ballots, mailed to everybody, and we know this happened in so many states, mostly blue states, but many of the swing states, Pennsylvania, uh, all, all of these types of places, Wisconsin, happens there, we lose. So he continues his story here. And very likely Donald Trump loses the election. So I called the president in May and I said, hey, you need to know this. I said, I don't have time to deal with other states, but very likely you're, you've got a very good chance of losing Texas by mail-in ballot. He goes, there's no way I lose Texas. I, I won by nine points. I said, yes, but if they have a chance to mail out all these ballots, and I said, I've got 12 cases, if I don't win every single one of them, I have a feeling you will lose. If Harris County can send out two and a half million ballots, they will just count ballots until they get to the right number. Because when those ballots get mailed out, we don't know who sends them in because there's no signature verification. Any This is what 2,000 mules was all about. You don't know who's turning them back in. You have mules taking dozens upon dozens of ballots and dropping them in the drop box. Of course that's, that's bad. So I'm going to get Ken to finish his story here in, in a moment, but I want to tell you about my friends over at Midas Gold Group. MidasGoldGroup.com, 855-322-GOLD, 855-322-GOLD. Listen, folks, now is the time to be putting your money into precious metals. Uh, we see inflation going back up. Latest reports are that inflation is back on the rise. They're raising interest rates again. The interest rate raise is not working, by the way. All it is causing is chaos. And if we have chaos, if we have uncertainty, if we have inflation, if we have high gas prices, if we have an economy on the brink, I would think, in my opinion, you want to put some money into precious metals, a commodity that has stood the test of time when it comes as an inflation hedge, when it comes as a privacy and security move to protect yourself against an overreaching, tyrannical government, which is what we face my friends over at Midas Gold Group can help you do this. MidasGoldGroup.com, 855-322-GOLD. Uh, I trust them. They are veteran-owned. Hundreds of my listeners have already used Midas Gold Group to, uh, to make this portfolio protection move. And I would urge you to talk to Midas Gold Group about it as well. Uh, they can even take some of your IRA, a retirement account, and put it into a precious metals IRA. That's a great move, too. MidasGoldGroup.com, MidasGoldGroup.com. Do not wait before it's too late. Do not be one of those ones that says, boy, I wish I listened to Grant. MidasGoldGroup.com. 
Pam.com. Pay him a visit. All right, so Ken Paxson continued about this mail-in ballot scheme. He's the attorney general in Texas. Let's listen. Anybody can sign those ballots. They can grab as many of them as they want, send them in, claim that they're legitimate, and we can't prove that they're not. And so there's nothing we can do. So you better hope that I win. And I said, the reason I'm calling you is not to tell you about the trouble I have in Texas. The reason I'm calling you is because I'm worried that this is going on in other states. And so I can't deal with other states. I can't deal with wherever this is happening. But I'm guessing if it's happening in Texas and it's such a significant strategy that I can plainly see in front of me, it's got to be happening nationwide. So I went on my business and in the end... We fought these people. We had some very creative ways of getting around them. We had to try maneuvers we'd never tried before to get to the Texas Supreme Court because four of them were up. And I was hoping that if we could get to them, they would see that they were in trouble. And so we filed this thing called the mandamus of the local district clerks, never been tried that I know of. And we mandamus the district clerks in each of those counties where they were trying to mail out the ballots directly to the Supreme Court saying, hey, this is an emergency. We also found our way to the Fifth Circuit. And fortunately, the court took it, totally novel way of getting to them, and they ruled in our favor, and we, one by one, we won all 12 of those lawsuits. And so, what happened? That's bold leadership, by the way. That's creative, bold leadership that upholds the law, upholds the vision of what the Texas state legislature envisioned how we should be electing uh, statewide offices and elected leaders in our state, not kowtowing to liberal leaders in liberal counties with one goal in mind, to steal an election. Thank you, Attorney General Ken Paxton. And this is the guy they impeach? The one guy who may have saved, may have saved the country, certainly saved Texas. On election day, I'm sitting there watching the election results, and for the first time in my life, election counting stopped in numerous states, particularly, obviously, battleground states. And it was very clear to me, I knew immediately what was going on, it was very clear to me that what they were doing, they were figuring out how many real votes they had, just like they would have done in Texas, and they were just going to count as many mail-in ballots, because you don't know where those mail-in ballots came from. There's no way to prove that they came from the person that supposedly signed it. And So you see what he's saying? When is the election over? When is the counting done? The counting is done when Joe Biden had enough votes to win. They don't stop counting until Joe Biden wins. That, thank you to the mail-in ballot scheme that must be stopped in every state across the country. Certainly every swing state across the country. Certainly every red state across the country. So when I saw what happened in all of these states, and I'll give you an example, Georgia. Georgia, if you go back four years prior to that election when Trump won, The margin of victory in Georgia was the same as it was in Texas, almost exactly. Same demographics. This time, Trump won by almost 9% in Texas, and he lost Georgia by, what, whatever it was, 40,000 votes? 12,000. How did that happen? Well, guess what? They decided to sign a consent decree that said that they would accept mail-in ballots with no signature verification, mail-in ballots that weren't following state law, and drop boxes. How in the world do you agree to accept ballots with no signature verification? Forget about the voter ID, which is so important. Now you're going to say your second best method is signature verification, and you're going to accept ballots without it. No wonder President Trump lost Georgia. 
I can tell you what's going to happen when that happens. You're going to lose because there's no, there's no ballot security for those, for those votes. And so I wish I could say this story was over for me in Texas. We, we just had our Court of Criminal Appeals, which in our, in our state, we have a bifurcated system where the Texas Supreme Court does civil cases. The Court of Criminal Appeals is the final say, the Supreme Court, so to speak, on criminal matters. And they, all Republican, and by the way, these are, these are members of the court that no one knows, even Republicans. And as a setup, I should say that Soros has done a very good job. He has elected his DAs in Austin, which is Travis County. He's done it in Bexar County, which is San Antonio. He's done it in Houston. And the reason I know is I used to work with the DAs in these counties who were Democrats, who used to prosecute cases. And now suddenly Soros went in and knocked all of them out and put his own people in. So I know that they're not going to prosecute voter fraud. That's what we used to do. We did it from 1951. And by the way, I was not the AG in 1951. I've not been there that long. I mean, I've been there a while. In 1951, the legislature passed a statute. And, and by the way, my job, I have four jobs. And one of them is to do such things as are required by law. Well, what things are required by law? The things that the legislature passes. The legislature directed the attorney general, probably because of political reasons with local DAs not prosecuting voter fraud, to prosecute voter fraud. So we had about 900 cases going at the time. And the Court of Criminal Appeals stepped in a year and a half ago, all, all Republican, 8-1, and said, it's unconstitutional for you to prosecute voter fraud. And they said, and, and maybe Mike, Senator Lee can explain this to me, he said it's a, it's the constitutional violation is separation of powers. Because I'm in the executive branch, I do not have the authority to go to court at all. Which, by the way, if that's true, no AG in the country be allowed to go to court. It, it, it truly is a separation of powers. It was the most bizarre finding after 72 years of precedent. And so we're trying to get that fixed. But I can tell you, if we do not get that fixed, they will accomplish what they were trying to do with mail-in ballots. And so I'm here to tell you my time is up. My here, my, I'm here to tell you. He's here to tell us that we better get our act together. Thank you, Attorney General Ken Paxton. This idea you had a Republican Court of Appeals now saying that he can't investigate voter fraud. He had 900 cases. I thought there's no voter fraud in America. He had 900 cases of voter fraud. Come on. So this is why I play that speech to let you know that it is out there, that we can do something about it, and uh, and we should do something about it. And in states like Texas, we are. We just have to get Ken Paxton back in office. Hey, folks, don't forget about my friend, MyPillow.com forward slash Grant, MyPillow.com forward slash Grant. Use the promo code Grant for, uh, what, $20 queen size uh, my pillows now it's unheard of for the 20 year anniversary congratulations to mike lindell on 20 years of just an absolute fabulous company promo code grant at mypillow.com forward slash grant deep discounts on sheets and and towels and robes and slippers and all the great products that that he uh that he has there i urge you to go to mypillow.com forward slash grant and again i can't remind you enough go to grantstinchfield.com grantstinchfield.com stinchfield 1776 on just about every social media outlet give me a follow like the video share the video subscribe to the podcast put it on automatic downloads all of this helps stinchfield's army keep rolling and we do thanks to all of you see you back here soon